This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. This is MPB Think Radio. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Jay White, here today with Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg, and Wilts Contreras. IT expert at New Core Steel and IT instructor at Holmes Community College. Everyday Tech is MPB Think Radio's show about consumer technology and your very own personal IT department all wrapped up into one convenient package. Jeremy can help you fix it. Wilts will help you keep it safe. And they can flip-flop and do each other's job just about as well. So you're in good hands either way. Anyway, we want to hear from you. Got any problems? Got any things you're trying to troubleshoot? Questions, comments? Or share any stories? Or get back to us about things you've talked to us previously. Like uh, we, we hear a lot of problems, but we, we give people uh, ideas and, and maybe ways that they could troubleshoot their issues, and then they go away and we never hear from them again. So if you want to get back in touch with us, we would love to hear from you today. 877-MPB-RING, 877-672-7464. A lot of fun and interesting stuff to talk about today including uh, driverless trucks in Arkansas, thanks to Walmart. Um, a uh, Mississippi Correctional Facility bust uh, that would have been one of the most, one of the greatest, most legendary contraband runs in history. Um, if not in value, just for, I guess, common, you know, common need, common need for the fellows in there. And, <laughs> and also... Uh, a child running up $16,000 on an iPad in in-app purchases, $16,000. And, hey, a Mississippi company has worked out a deal to bring uh, broadband to some rural areas in central Mississippi. So for the folks who've contacted us in south Mississippi and north Mississippi, sorry, this is no help to you. So probably just sounds like I'm going to be rubbing it in, but... For some folks out in the rural areas of central Mississippi, you may have some uh, some good news uh, coming soon. Let's get to the guys. Uh, good morning. Wilts, what's going on, man? How you doing? He's doing super good this morning. All right. Oh, let's, wow. <laughs> let's switch over and go to Jeremy. Jeremy, good morning. How's it going? Hey, good morning. Uh, it's, uh, it's going pretty well. Um, I was uh, doing all my prep for the show this morning, and um, yeah, I happened across that one uh, with the contraband. I, I mean, I, we should probably just tell people, you know, what it was. Uh, <laughs> everybody's interest is peaked. Um, <laughs> apparently, there was uh, there was an attempt to smuggle some uh, things into uh, 
uh, one of our uh, correctional facilities. Um, they uh, loaded drugs into uh, specially prepared footballs and tossed them over the fence. And oh, apparently, man, all yes. that apparently all that did fine. The thirty-eight cell phones, no big deal. Um, <laughs> some different medications, you know, cigarettes and things of that case. But it was. It was the seven pounds of barbecued chicken wings marinating in a plastic Ziploc bag that did them in. Um, apparently, it set off some sensors. I don't know. I imagine motion sensors. I'm not really what, really sure what kind of technology <laughs> they use up there close to the fence. But, you know, maybe if they had gone for six pounds of barbecued chicken wings, they might have gotten away with it. But seven was just too greedy. <laughs> I know if I'm looking at a bunch of stuff going through there, I'm like, um, let's see, 10 cans of snuff, uh, whatever, several packs of cigarettes and lighters, and eh, whatever, assortment of cigars, eh. 38 cell phones, have fun. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know, seven pounds of barbecue chicken. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're having a party tonight. There was going to be a Christmas the, feast. The guards are eating good today, fellas. I think I would stop it on that one also. So I think I may understand where they're where they're coming from. I just I have to challenge the logistics on this one. Like, how do you keep those fresh? I mean, seven pounds of wings. That's that's I mean, even just doing that in my house would be difficult because my freezer is almost full. So how they how are they keeping those cool? How, how long does that last? I don't know. It's a good question. And what did you say they were stuffing in the footballs? Uh, drugs, uh, marijuana, tobacco, um, uh, rolling papers. Yeah. Wow, that's intuitive, man. Yes. How you throw all that stuff inside of a football and still make it look like a football. Now it would look like a beach there ball or something. Yeah. You guys just deflated a little bit. Just ask Tom Brady. Oh, <laughs> shots fired. Coming out the gates. Hey, sorry about that, guys. I had a, a, like, as soon as you were going to me, I had a work emergency pop up. So I had to, I had to mute and pop over to that. I understand. I understand totally. So how's it been going for you? Man, it has been a, uh, a crazy, crazy, crazy kind of week. Um, you know, I mean, I'm sure at least some of our listeners probably have seen over the last couple of days the big Google outage. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, it's like, you know, I went to email my wife the other day and all of a sudden it kicked back says, no such account. I'm like, huh? You know, I had to call her up. Honey, anything you need to tell me? I mean, you disappeared, <laughs> ghosted me. What's going on? And um, digging a little bit deeper and quite a few people were seeing that. And that's about the second day. That was... Uh, Shoot, that was yesterday. And then Monday, Google and YouTube and everyone else was having a lot of outages. And then um, and then on top of that, I don't know if you've ever heard of a, of a product called SolarWinds, but a lot of people, ourselves included, and a lot of uh, government agencies use it for network monitoring and taking, you know, keeping an eye on all their systems. Well, a, a massive um, active attack came out on it that was bringing that down all over the place, which luckily we were... We were safe from so it's just it's been a lot of uh, chasing little small fires this week. Wasn't Solar Wind the name of uh, that secret that that high highly classified secret project that Edward Snowden found in the federal government? That he well anyway, maybe it was some other sort of wind I was thinking of or something like that. Anyway, mm. I mean, stellar I, I, wind, stellar wind. Okay, <laughs> I had to Google it. <laughs> Thank you. And luckily, Google was back up. So let me ask you guys quickly, is is Google susceptible? I mean, if somebody, if, if a group of people um, 
let's say the yeah the anonymous folks or something like that let's say they decided they wanted to turn on google today i mean could they bring something as big as google down i mean could they just you know knock its feet out from underneath it and and i mean i guess the uh yeah i mean the easy answer to that is yes because they just did it twice um you know i mean of course we don't have the details of what exactly it was but you know in my mind and everyone's susceptible it doesn't matter how big you are it's it's kind of um once you really start digging under it and realize just how much some how much computing power some of these um so many people have be it nation states or you know um I mean, you got to remember, governments get in on this as well. I mean, it's not, you know, that's not anything really, really secret. I mean, we know we do that. Um, but, I mean, there are, are botnets or, you know, networks of remote control computers of people all over the world that have been infected that number in the one and a half million PCs. So if you can turn that many computers on and be wow. at your disposal to launch an attack, it, it can do a lot. I mean, the big companies are not immune. Yeah, it requires a uh, a coordinated effort. Uh, if 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 a collective did decide that they wanted to attack, they would they would use their own tools in multitudes to attempt to bring it down. Um, the most popular form of this is called a denial of service attack. Um, so literally, they just all try to access the site at the same time, and the hardware gets overwhelmed, and then it just stops working for a little while, at least. Jeremy and Wills, this is uh, Java in the in the control room. Uh, do y'all think who's that? <laughs> I just had, I had to jump in because um, what was this two days ago? My wife she hopped out of bed and she was like, "You need to change your Google password now." You know, Google just got hacked, and I was like, "Uh, okay." But um, I guess do you think that Google? I guess they maybe thought they were too big, you know, for something like this to happen. Like, I guess somebody would have the audacity to try to go after Google. Cause I, I think she told me like their, um, um, you know, Google is down page was so outdated. Like they hadn't thought about anybody <laughs> could, anybody could touch them, uh, for, you know, for, for quite a while. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think you see a lot of, a lot of companies, just like a lot of individuals, uh, have that, that same, Syndrome. It's like, oh, it only happens to the other guy. Hey, I can speed. It's not gonna, you know, that's not gonna happen to me. I mean, you see it with kids, with, with in, you know, so many different examples. And I could definitely see someone, you know, of that kind of size because you're not talking about when you're talking about Google.com or Gmail or YouTube. You're not talking about a singular site, a singular server, a singular location. These are distributed. These are very very large networks and like what jeremy was saying it takes a very coordinated attack to get to them um so just by their sheer distribution and their size they they are a hard target but i don't think that makes them an impossible to they 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 make a uh it actually makes in my opinion the bullseye on them even bigger because you know a lot of times in in that side of it people who are doing those kind of attacks um they're looking for reputation if you're if you're the uh oh yeah if you're the hacker that's able to actually interrupt Google, you, you've got some some major street cred at that point. Um, yeah. So, yeah, your rate card goes so, way you know, up. Even large companies, you know, we have a lot of, of tools in place to try to trip these things up. But um, but yeah, yeah, they're they're definitely susceptible. 
outages are not cheap for these companies either. I mean, because Google supports so much infrastructure, a lot of it is ad-based. So if all of that dropped out as well, which, mm. I mean, if Google lost everything, I'm assuming the ads went with it, um, that can be very costly to them. So, you know, at this point, um, we don't know enough about what happened. And hopefully in the next month or two, uh, more information will be revealed. But one thing that I do think is cool about Google is when Go when you hack Google, Google hacks you back. Yeah. <laughs> I don't and remember, too, you know, Amazon was just taken down. It was just messed up a couple of weeks ago. They took AWS out. So so the big guys are are, are getting touched. Um, more and more. It's almost like like a, a cyber nuclear uh, warfare test. Like this is just a, a a shot of things to come. This is just different ones testing their uh, weapons that they've got available to see how powerful they really are. And apparently they're pretty powerful. Well, I mean, <laughs> you bring up a good point. I mean, if 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 there is some country out there that wanted to practice you know, the, how effective they could be at cyber warfare. I mean, something like Google or Facebook, I mean, they have enough people and enough money that they're basically, you know, almost a sovereign state to begin with. So, I mean, that's that would be that's perfect target practice to a certain extent. Well, and also how many people do you, I mean, how many people did that impact? What business did you know, there's a lot of businesses that back end into Google, just like when, uh, oh, when sure. Amazon said a lot of businesses use their their web services. Um, and, and, you know, it kind of goes back to what Java was saying, too, is like, what does it look like to the general public? We're sitting there saying, man, you know, you know, on one side, you sit there and say, well, with all the, the money and the resources they have, how in the world are they a target? But the reality is, they're not a you know, you can have all the money and all the equipment in the world going out there. And all it takes is literally one person to make one mistake to fall for one email. Um, it, it's literally that delicate. It is a, it is a, a almost like a house of cards that you're constantly having to try to protect. Wow. Yeah, that, that's, that's panic-inducing, panic-attack-inducing, thinking that all of that infrastructure and, and like Jeremy said, everything being, you know, so ad-based with Google, I mean, it, if their service goes down for a quarter hour, I mean, how much revenue are they losing? I mean, not that it, not that it's the biggest deal in the world. I mean, it's pocket change for them, but you know, in real world terms, to the average person, I mean, what kind of change well, are they dropping in the couch if they're losing their ad revenue for a quarter hour? I mean, it's it's insane money. And then for the small businesses that may be relying on those as well, it's hurting them even more. Yeah, a, a Google or an Amazon can absorb it, but um, you know. Joes.com is going to have a little bit harder of a time if uh, if you start interrupting their ability to conduct their business, especially this time of year. I mean, there's a lot of people who are conducting a lot of business right now. Well, we have uh, a lot of governments, including the U.S. government, that's going, you know, going after the giant tech companies for, uh, you know, antitrust, things like that and anti-competitive measures. This is it's interesting that all of a sudden not I won't say all of a sudden, but it seems like in the news currently, at least some people are having more success. And you mentioned Amazon. We talked about, you know, Google, Facebook has had a lot of bumps in the road over the years that, you know, maybe more and more people are turning their attention to, you know, these specific companies. Uh, and, you know, 2021, it will be interesting to see how time works for these guys, especially because. You know, and, and the way the economy works in the United States, anyway, 
as more and more people have more and more of a tough time just to get by and stay even, a lot of these companies and, you know, their boards make more and more money. And uh, that's going to make people more and more irrational with how they deal with them. 877-MPB-RING, 877-672-7464. Still plenty to get into, including, um, you know, Jeremy Jeremy doesn't have any children, so he doesn't have this issue to deal with. Maybe he would himself personally, but uh, I would love to hear <laughs> what Wiltz uh, would think about um, one of his uh, babies spending $16,000 in in-app purchases on an iPad. I've had uh, uh, I've had a story that Jay White money right. <laughs> I have had on a much smaller scale and equally uh, a story that that brought an equal amount of freak out to me. Uh, maybe it was about sixteen thousand on the scale of what kind of money I make. Uh, but uh, holy cow, that's an insane number. How do you not? Well, anyway, you know, I'm not going to judge. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. We would love to talk to you. 877-MPB-RING. This is Everyday Tech on Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Thanks for listening with Wilson and Jeremy. I'm Jay. 877-MPB-RING is the number. 877-672-7464. Before we dig into any further stories, including Among Us now being available on Switch. Jeremy, are you playing any Among Us? Is that a thing that's crossed your radar? I've played it before. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's pretty fun. Um, I, I like all the memes that have come from it. Yeah. Yeah, my kids. Yeah, my daughter loves it. Yeah, my kids are all into it. And so um, it it coming out, being introduced yesterday for the Switch, maybe can put a layer in between them and my computer, uh, my PC at home. So <laughs> congratulations, Nintendo. Thank you. Thank you. All right, let's go to the phones. Let's start off today with Mike, who is in Tupelo. Mike, thanks for calling. Good morning. Good morning. Hello to everybody. Good morning. Hey. Concerning the, the, the Google problem uh, this week, what alternatives could you suggest to Gmail, something that uh, is maybe outside of the normal system that might be a little more durable in case of some other problem in the future? Yahoo, right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> See, yes. you just made Santa's naughty list, Jay. <laughs> we're we're going to put you in an ink. We only had you written in in pencil, but you're going full ink. on. I mean, I'm going to use a Sharpie for it now. Well, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I mean, we're bringing up that, you know, yeah, Gmail just took a really big hit. But um, of your email providers out there, them and Microsoft are are really your uh, your biggest, you know, names in the game. And you got to admit, I mean, it, it, it's kind of rare that this happened. I mean, it, it, they are susceptible, but we're talking what we had Gmail around 20 plus years um, and this is the, you know, very, very few. So, I mean, yeah, there may be other providers, but at the end of the day, most of those other providers, they're backed up by either Google, Microsoft, Amazon. I mean, ultimately, um, ultimately it comes back to these guys. These guys are going to ultimately have your email anyway. So even if you don't see gmail.com behind someone's name or office.com behind someone's 
email address. Um, I can use my own business, for example. I'm actually, you know, you're not going to see Microsoft.com behind it, but I'm back-ended on Office 365. So, you know, you're ultimately going to fall on one of these guys. Um, your only other option would be probably to develop your own, and that's something that you really, that's a, that's a world you don't want to really get into. So um, I would almost just say really rather than worry as much about them, I'll think about diversifying, maybe having two different ones. Um, you um, can always make one check the other. So, like, for example, Gmail can check Microsoft. Microsoft can check Gmail. So we can still just interact with one, but maybe have at least a second one to where, you know, worst comes to worst, you can at least get back into it. There, There is the possibility you could set up your own actual email account with a web server. Um, but to avoid an issue like this, it's not really going to save you much because then your own email server would be even more susceptible to something like this happening. This is kind of like uh, the, for lack of a better way to put it, kind of like the legs being taken out of the internet. So it's not, it's not something that would be isolated to Gmail alone. This would just be any kind of web service could be attacked like this. So you could have a backup email with another service like, God forbid, Yahoo. Um, <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> Yahoo is just terrible. Um, but you could have a backup like that just in case uh, you did have an outage. But it's still not going to address the the bigger issue, which is that some there there's some kind of an attack going on or some kind of a major vulnerability at Google that they have not discovered uh, that's currently being exploited or um, uh, exposed somehow. Okay. Well, I know on you know like on iPhones, you've got the, what the me dot com address that that may run in the same system you're talking about. And I've also heard of one called Proton Email. Don't know anything about it. So, and what is the what is the Microsoft version? Is it Hotmail now, or is it something different? Uh, it's Hotmail. It's Outlook dot com. It's three sixty five dot com. It's it's a whole bunch of different ones. Okay. Yeah, they've kept they kept the name Hotmail around. They all ultimately fall back into the same system, though. It's just like them having you know, it's just um, a few different names, but they're all ultimately the same for Microsoft. That is okay. Well, uh, you know, it's not really a big deal that you don't get the email once or twice, you know, every decade. So uh, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> we can all live without that. Anyway, thanks for your help today. Mike, we appreciate the now, call from Tupelo this morning. We we do need to have contingencies. We do, especially if you run your business off of it. I, my my business has a Gmail also. So, what what you guys are asking for is is definitely a good option. You want some kind of alternative. The only thing is, you're only going to turn to it once every ten years. We hope, as they'll soon figure out what the issues are and get them fixed. Uh, but we agree you should definitely have some kind of a backup, especially if it's pertinent to your business or your personal life or what have you. I think the heat's going to turn up on them. I think it'll I think it'll be more and more and more the bigger, the, uh, yeah. the, the bigger the companies get. Although I do understand at the same time that, you know, companies like Google and Amazon and Facebook um, have enough money that they can pay a literal army worth of people to combat something like this. So, you know, I, I do understand that there's a give and take with that. But uh, no Yahoo, huh? Wh which one does Alta Vista connect to these days? What does that revert to? 
That's a good Anybody? Question. Nobody? It's, uh, it's, still, it's still my search bar of choice. Yahoo. Oh. It, it goes through Yahoo. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> I, once upon a time, it was great. It was. It was. I should move on at some point. Maybe. All right, here we go. Uh, Jessica Johnson of Wilton, Connecticut, discovered a series of withdrawals made from her credit card over a series of months posted by Apple's in-app purchasing system. The purchases were made by her youngest son, George, who might want to go by Jorge at this point, just so he can maybe be invisible and disappear, uh, who was repeatedly acquiring in-game currency for the game Sonic Forces. The spending spree, which totaled $16,293.10, took place over a series of months starting in July when George started buying add-ons in the game, starting from a $1.99 pack to $99.99 bundles, 100-buck bundles. This is a report according to the New York Post. On July 9th, 25 charges were made to her account valued accumulatively at $2,500, over eight times the price of the cheapest iPad currently available. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my Lord. I hope he won. Well, you know, yeah, really. I hope, yeah, he, do- like I hope he dominated. Yeah, he, should have been, he should be ruling that world. Right. But, you know, this brings up a couple of things, though. It's like, okay, A, is like we say a lot of times, especially with identity theft out there, you need to be checking your credit card transactions and bank accounts. You, should, you know, you can catch these things a little bit earlier. So it just kind of highlights, you got to look at that. But it's also a good spot for us to bring up, too. A lot of these devices have parental controls. Yeah. But unfortunately, a lot of people don't utilize it. You can, on your iPhone, on iDevices, and I'm, I'm sure Samsung can do the same, you can turn off the ability for in-app um, purchasing or require a pin. So in other words, if, you're, if your son or daughter, niece, nephew wanted to buy something under your account, they've got to come to you and you've got to put your pin number in there that you develop in order for them to bypass it. Now, of course, you know, don't make it one, two, three, four, because they're going to figure that one out. <laughs> but, you know, there are a lot of options out there to parents. And with a lot of people about to be getting probably a lot of little technical techie goodies for the holidays oh yeah probably a good idea to look into those because uh it can it could have saved this lady about 16 grand goodness (laughs) the transactions were initially thought to be fraud or a mistake by johnson who found it quote unquote almost impossible to figure out that they originated from in-app purchases after filing a fraud claim with chase she was then informed the charges were genuine and was told to contact apple oh boy once she contacted Apple and was talked through a, quote, buried running list of all the charges and seeing the Sonic icon, she then realized it was her son's fault. Parents, can you imagine when you see that icon, little Sonic the Hedgehog fellow there smiling and everything, and you and you realize the truth that this is no longer fraud. You haven't been hacked, but that this is your baby that did this. Could you imagine the uh, the broiling blood working through this mama's face when that happened? George, George, <laughs> uh, no, no, mother, no, it is Jorge. Right. There is no George here. <laughs> I can't as a yeah, as a parent who has has figured out when my kids did something bad before and and just the the blood pressure shooting through the roof. I can't imagine figuring out 
that, yes, my kid is responsible for the $16,000, $16,000 bill that I have now. Yeah, it kind of probably reminds me of more than likely what uh, during a young Jay White's life, probably on those telephones, you probably ran up a couple of long distance charges for your for your parents, yeah. though, didn't you? It's that same kind of thing. Like, how in the world are these ten thousand dollars? Let me in? see. Oh, okay, so I've got. I, I sort of have. I, I mean, I was I was too afraid to do anything like that. But I think one time I was brave enough. So living in Jackson in the nineteen eighties as a kid, we had a local channel ten. That was, it's still there. It's a low power television station now. But uh, Channel 10 played this thing called the Video Jukebox. And the Video Jukebox was a thing that it, it basically had this rotating list of songs that you could call this 900 number and basically buy the video to play on the station. Oh, Lord. And uh, it was very expensive, if I'm remembering now. It was like mm, five bucks a call or something like that. And, man, I don't know. Somebody kept buying 911's a joke. They played that song over and over. It was hundreds of dollars worth of 911's a joke. Anyway, I'm off track. But I think I, I, I bought, um, what was it? Mm, play that funky music or something like that. <laughs> It was some Vanilla Ice song, maybe or some, maybe Oaktown, yeah, like Oaktown three five seven, something like that. It was, I, I, yeah, I stepped out on the on on the ledge once and probably got beat half to sleep for it. So, and that was like five six dollars through the phone bill. That was, I think that's as far as I ever went in something like that. But, but so if you'd have ran up about sixteen thousand on the phone bill, we may not be having this conversation right now. <laughs> right. But even then you had to earn it. You had to dial like a nine hundred number and then figure out what number the video was and you know, walk through the whole process. I mean, with these things, they could just click the buy button. And if you've got the and here's the thing, man, if you're a parent and you have the one button purchase thing set up. Now I don't I don't know Careful with that button. I don't know exactly how it works with Apple because, you know, I don't have an Apple I have a Samsung, but with Google Play, you could set up basically one-touch purchases, you know, and you, you click buy, it pops up, you hit the button, it's done, it's over with. I don't even there's understand no, how, no that, how the one-button click works for grown people, too. Like, you don't even have a, just one-button click. Right. Let alone if you have some kids. I got got like that one time with uh, one of my one of my crumb snatchers, and um, <laughs> that was it. Yeah. I put the I put the lockdown on it. I said, well, "Who bought this ninety nine cent?" I mean, you know, they say it's a ninety nine cent app, but I didn't buy it, so we're not getting princess, uh, you know, cookie search no more. Princess cookies. <laughs> that sounds delightful. Hey. I, I turn it on. To, I turn it on. I mean, I have the parental control on my own just so it forces, you know, in case I accidentally click a button because I've accidentally ordered something doing that before. You know, you're yeah. kind of playing, not really paying attention. You click it. You know, I'll use the parental controls on myself just to keep myself from doing something, you know, that I'm going to be want to kick myself in the butt for. Because, yeah, there's some in-app purchases on a lot of games. Oh, $99.99. That would hurt. What if you misread it and thought it was just 99 cents and clicked the wrong thing? I mean, they're not really into giving refunds. Yeah. So I, I will say this um, and in defense of this lady here. Um, I would she probably thought that her six year old was not capable of doing this or understand what it was that he was doing. Oh, Jorge here. But I know I think I had maybe uh, he was 10 or so. What is he now? 12. So now he was probably eight or nine. I had one of my kids run up about three hundred dollars 
on my credit card bill one time. Uh, and, and I will say, I mean, look, I, I can't judge here because I don't think that game had 99.99 bundles, but it had 29.99 bundles, and I wound up Ouch. buying several of those. You know, and if it would have been a game with 99.99 bundles, I, you know, I might have got hit pretty hard with those right there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's something. It's a lesson, and it's look. I've heard, I've I've talked to other parents, and I've seen other parents post on Facebook or whatever about this, and it's something that a lot of parents run into. Uh, and I I suppose the the way to approach it is that you cannot. You cannot start that too soon. <laughs> you cannot assume that any of your children are too young to understand what it is to buy those in-app purchases. So I do understand. So um, uh, Mrs. Johnson here says, obviously, if I'd known there was a setting for that, I wouldn't have allowed my six-year-old to run up nearly $20,000 in charges for virtual gold rings. If only we had the soundbite, like, or whatever it is from Sonic. <laughs> Uh, the mother then went on to accuse the games of being, quote unquote, completely predatory and encouraging spending by younger users. Quote, what grown up would spend one hundred dollars on a chest of virtual gold coins. Mom, you don't even know. Yeah, you oh, don't even well, know, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Apple has offered a number of parental control options over the years to manage a child's access on an iPhone or iPad, including limiting purchases and access to apps themselves. Similar controls are also available in Mac OS. Apple has also attempted to educate parents about ways to manage their children's usage habits and the existence of limiting features via a dedicated microsite in part driven by the various high-spend incidents that occasionally become news. And, yeah, that, that, it happens every so often. One of these situations comes up, but I can't remember a $16,000 hit that a parent had to take. Poor Miss Johnson and little Georgie. Yep, that's going to be a, uh, a rough one, but he will be hearing about that for many, many years to come, I bet. Mrs. Johnson said, I had to go back and find this line before we moved on here. Once, once she contacted Apple and was talked through the buried running list of all the charges and seeing the sonic icon, she realized it was her son's fault. Quote, it's like my six-year-old was doing lines of cocaine and doing bigger and bigger hits. Yes, Ms. Johnson, you got it. That's it. That's exactly what he was doing. <laughs> Apple refused to refund her money as she didn't inform the company within 60 days of the charges. Johnson says that she didn't tell Apple on time because Chase told her the transactions were likely to be fraud. Ooh, well, if that's the case, then Chase ought to be able to eat some of that. Right? I uh, mean, regardless. if they told her it was fraud and that fraudulent claim was fraudulent, then, uh, well, I don't know. They kind of misled her. She may just be saying that. I mean, I don't want to suppose anything about anybody, but... Uh, you got to check your credit card statements. That's and it. If, if they go through, then it's on you. That's it. Kevin Farrell and I were talking uh, between the uh, introduction of the show and coming back after the news. And I think what we were stumped by is how do you not, how do you get to $16,000 worth of charges before you see what's going on? I, and again, I don't want to judge because my account got not, 400 not, rung up on it before I, we understood what was going on. Anyway, well, you know, I'll admit I have I have fat fingered the uh, 
buy it instantly button before. Um, but usually if you do that accidentally, if you do it within a certain amount of time, you can get a refund yeah. for it because all that stuff does happen. Uh, that said, it's going to be hard to say, well, he, he fat fingered all those apps, uh, all those, all those payments. That was, those were all accidental, but I don't know. It like, it, don't you get an email every time you download an app or you spend money? I know, I know I do. My inbox is full of that stuff. So I feel like there's a lack of accountability kind of being shoved off here. Yeah. And she probably has like, no uh, idea how any of that works. It, I'm guessing. All right. There's a little Georgie running through the green hill zone. So we got to take a break here. When we come back, we've got Al on the phones and we still have to talk about broadband internet coming to some rural Mississippi, some central Mississippi rural areas. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. This is MPB Think Radio. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. With Will to Jeremy, I'm Jay. Thanks for listening on this Wednesday morning. 877-MPB-RING is the number. 877-672-7464. In just a moment, we're going to be talking about uh, some broadband internet coming to some rural spots in Mississippi. But first, let's go to the phones. We have Alan, who has waited for us patiently in Brandon. Alan, good morning. Hey, Jay, Jeremy, Wilson, Java. Uh, yeah, about the, the, the Google attacks that we've been talking about. I've got a Gmail account, too, and, of course, a lot of my emails bounced and everything yesterday, too. I haven't really read any articles that discussed uh, the specific you – know, y'all talked about denial of service attacks and, and things. But I heard Java say something about his wife telling him he needed to go change his Google password. Well, it's, it's kind of a pain in the fanny to have to go out there and change your password uh, when you can't see and stuff, you know, uh, like, like my situation. I mean, I – I have a real strong password, and I and I keep all that stuff in a password list and stuff. But it, 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 it was this the sort of thing. I have a hard time envisioning that somebody went in and swept in and got a hold of all of Google uh, account holders' information and got their their passwords and stuff like that. Uh, is is that the kind of thing this was or not? Well, we certainly hope that that information is encrypted on that end. It's hard to know for sure just exactly what the extent of this attack was. So we always want to suggest two-factor authentication on your email account to make sure that even if somebody does have your password, they don't get access from another device. So if you don't have those things set up, you definitely need to pursue that because that's an extra level of security to keep that from happening. Even if Google was compromised, it would only allow them to get so far. Right, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of two-factor authentication because it's just, I mean, this day and age, you, I mean, you just got to take care and stuff. And, and, and people that are that are out there with passwords like one, two, three, four, I'm sorry, they they deserve to get hacked. I mean, come on, I mean, I mean, you got to use sense, you know. I mean, if you're gonna turn your brains off, then, then you know you might as well bend over and grab your ankles because there's, you know, anything can happen. But uh, 
but okay, all right. Well, I, I was just curious, but uh, I, I, uh, like, I think like Jay alluded to, I was kind of glad to miss some of my ninety nine percent of advertising emails I get anyway on that account. <laughs> so, you know, that's, uh, that, uh, I mean, that's the thing nowadays. If you want to just I like to just have one email address. I mean, I, I know that that caller that called in. It's just easier just to manage one email account. And everybody and their brother nowadays, when you go in and buy something online, the first thing they ask for is your email address. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, you're, you're going to get like 1,500 emails from these guys trying to sell you crap. But, uh, yeah, so, such is life. I mean, I, my, my delete key, I'm, I'm surprised it hadn't worn out on my, on my computer, but it's still working. So, Alan, uh, I'm terrible but, about going to a website and looking at something I'm thinking about maybe buying or getting into or something like that and signing up for the newsletter. And then it turns out ultimately, you know, uh, maybe I don't have the money for it right now or the time to mess with it or something like that. But I still get, I still get those newsletters in perpetuity. They're your your new best friends. Yes. After the human race has left Earth. Those those newsletters are still going to come into that that inbox every single day. Absolutely, yeah, but but yeah, but you have to adapt. That's that's, that's the way it is. But anyway, but I appreciate the program, guys. Y'all guys take care and stay safe and uh, have a happy holiday season and stuff. So, Alan, Alan, we appreciate it. You do the same. Okay, bye bye. I didn't think about this. Part of what may have stopped Google is I actually got my Google uh, email inbox down to zero the day before that happened. So it could it could have like set off a, a like a ridiculous imbalance on one side of the server or something like that you know my i think my my inbox was weighing down one side of the room and keeping it balanced and when i was cleared all that out it might have just turned the whole room over maybe no we remember seeing michelle's inbox she's got plenty of plenty of extra mails in there used to pick on her yeah oh goodness all right one eight seven seven mpb ring is the number eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four how about this fellas uh, Bay Springs-based internet company TEC is getting more than $40 million from the FCC for internet access expansion. The money is part of the FCC's nationwide fund for projects bringing broadband internet to underserved areas. In the auction to win the funding, TEC pledged more than $54 million to the project as well. Uh, TEC Executive Vice President uh, Joey Garner says expanding into underserved or unserved and underserved areas is a huge project for the company. He says, uh, it's a lot of money. Truly, it's a staggering number. It's a big number, but it's a big project. It's so important to us and to our state. I really think this will help share the future of our state, especially here in the central Mississippi area. The focus is is bringing broadband internet to those who need it most, connecting the rural parts of the state with no or limited access uh, let's see. Garner says most of the time, the small towns, the central parts of the towns will probably have better access to the Internet. But the difficulty comes in building miles and miles of access and not many customers. It doesn't make much sense from a business model, which we've talked on the show about a lot. Uh, so that's where our focus is with FCC funding. It will help us build out to those areas. And. Jay will stop to put in a note here. That's probably why it should be a uh, a public utility. And pause. Garter says the funding will help the Bay Springs-born company invest back into the local communities of Mississippi. 
The project will reach portions of 10 counties, including Kapaya, Covington, Jasper, Lawrence, Lincoln, Newton, Rankin, Scott, Simpson, and Smith counties. Again, those are Kapaya, Covington, Jasper, Lawrence, Lincoln, Newton, Rankin, Scott, Simpson, and Smith counties. TEC will install more than 2,100 miles of fiber optic internet in the ground and reach 24,000 homes and businesses. Uh, Garner says the project is in the initial planning stages before engineering can begin. The project is scheduled for construction during the next six years, and construction should start in the second quarter of 2021. So it's still a ways off, but it is a start. And a start is all you can ask for initially, right? That's right. Exactly. I mean, yeah, it's got to start somewhere. And that, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. I mean, and, and I think a lot of our callers probably will be too, because, I mean, that's, that's one of the consistent things that we hear quite a bit. I mean, there is a... Um, I don't know, I'll just make up a term, an internet desert out there essentially yeah. for a lot of our, you know, um, you know, for a lot of our rural residents. And I think especially in these last few months, we've really seen how much of an impact negatively that can have, you know, both for, you know, students and just connectivity in general. I mean, um, so, yeah, couldn't be better timing. And I think it's going to be really awesome. I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. Maybe we can even try to see if we can't get somebody to come on here and talk about it one day. Absolutely. And you know, like we said, TEC is a a uh, Mississippi-based company, and uh, they are a not just Mississippi. They're uh, they're Bay Springs-based company, so it's not like they're in you know one of the the bigger cities. But uh, they 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 do have offices in Jackson and some other places. But uh, they originate from uh, Bay Springs in Jasper County. So that's cool, and it is good to see that. You know, and and Gardner here with TEC, I mean, he made the point. I mean, these companies are businesses, and if you're asking businesses to run thousands and thousands of of miles of fiber optic cable into these places where you're going to get, you know, just handfuls of customers, that is no way to run a business. It's impossible. You're going to run yourself right into the ground. And so the FCC reaching out and kind of meeting these companies halfway, especially these local companies, halfway is is you know there's a lot of things that we can complain about with the fcc and with uh you know uh business models for a lot of you know cable and fiber optic companies and things like that but this is a good thing that uh we're seeing both of those entities reach out together to help some of these people someday down the road sooner than later get some uh some broadband internet access jeremy um I see here that uh, um, you've been playing Cyberpunk, Cyber, Cyberpunk. That's good. Cyberpunk 2077. Yes, I. It's off to a rough start, you say. I do know there's lots well, of there's there's a whole lot of customizable capability with the game. <laughs> yes, uh, I won't get too far into that. Um, it's uh, it was definitely a, a pretty funny addition to the game to be able to choose your own anatomy. But uh, <laughs> anyways. Um, when I say it's off to a rocky start, uh, publicly, um, it's it's getting some bad uh, coverage right now. The uh, performance on the PlayStation and on the Xbox One were pretty poor, uh, especially on the PlayStation. There were a lot of users that were upset. Uh, they were asking for refunds. But I'm playing it on PC, and I've got a uh, RTX 2060, which is, uh, well, it's a 2060 Super. So it's one of the lower-end, like, mid-range graphic cards. The lower end of the mid-range. That sounds great. Anyways, <laughs> um, so I don't have the, the most beefiest graphics card, but I have a, a fairly modern card. I mean, it came out 
last year, the year before, some uh, I forget. Anyways, um, my performance has been fine. I've noticed the occasional hiccup with the game. You know, every once in a while, the uh, the character won't appear, and it'll be like a floating cell phone or something. And sometimes the enemies can see you through walls and stuff. But overall, the game is really fun, and I don't I don't understand why it's getting the bad rep that it is because. There's there's always this demand on companies to deliver a game on time, and uh, CD Projekt Red, the company that made the game, has had to push it back several times throughout the year. And you know people are getting antsy and they're like, oh, we want this game, we want this game. So they're like, okay, we'll give you the game, and then when they give it, it's an incomplete product. And while there should be some backlash on the company that created it for that, there should also be some accountability on the gamer side of things where they put a lot of pressure on these companies to deliver on unreasonable time frames. So that's what you get. It will get better over time. There will be updates, but I'm enjoying the game. I've had a lot of fun with it, and I look forward to the updates to make it even better. I know this, uh, you know, for a part, I haven't played that game uh, yet. And it, it wasn't it, it's it's impending arrival wasn't even necessarily really on my radar. But, man, it's gotten a ton of uh, coverage uh, over the past week or so. So I know I mean, it's it's been, you know, uh, uh, from a release standpoint, it has to have been a success because, I mean, the news of it has been everywhere. And if you have. You know, any kind of games that are on any of the, you know, the the platforms like whether it's, you know, Epic or Usoft or Origin or any of these other stuff. I mean, it's plastered or I mean, Steam. Hello, Jay. But anyway, I mean, it's plastered all over everything. You almost can't get away from it if you if you're involved in games any kind of way at all. So from that from that avenue, you have to give them some credit for, for getting the word out there about it. Well, it was a pretty highly anticipated game. As it was. And then CD Projekt Red brought uh, the Internet's favorite person, Keanu Reeves, into it. And so he's actually one of the characters in the game. So it picked up a lot of steam from that point. And (laughs) the demand got even higher because it was like, oh, our beloved Keanu's in it. But it's weird because he actually is he plays a terrorist. So Uh he's not your beloved Keanu. He's kind of a bad guy. Really? Yeah, but if I could play as John Wick, that would draw me in. I mean, there's there's a lot to be said for this. Now. <laughs> well, from the customization, I think you can play as just basically just about anybody you want. And I'll leave it there. Uh, <laughs> hey, this story yesterday. <laughs> this story yesterday on the Verge says uh, if you miss the restock of the PS5 and Xbox Series X at Best Buy, you have another chance at Walmart. The, re- the retailer announced that yesterday at 2 p.m. Central Time. It will have both next-gen consoles available for purchase exclusively through its website. Uh, Jeremy, you think those are still there? Uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) One day late and you're done. One day late seeing this. Uh, We've got about 40 seconds, Jeremy. Um, I know the Xbox got off to a rough start, and the PS5 has much more acclaim, but uh, do you think that's going to stay the same, or is Xbox going to catch up here? maybe with some more titles and some more time to maybe iron out their issues. Uh, they're going to expand their reach uh, simply because they're able to be played on phones and things now with uh, Xbox Game Pass. So they're not going away and they will improve their experience for sure. That's going to do it for us this week. Thanks so much for calling and listening. Stay tuned. Coming up next is 
Southern Remedy with Dr. Jimmy Stewart. We'll be here next Wednesday at 10 for Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio.